Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to a Friday episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj. Weekend. Almost here. Can't wait. Another good week of uh, games and sports. Obviously college sports. We're heating up obviously. More and more NBA uh, talk as we've had. Obviously have the media covering obviously. You know, making their MVP picks, talking about the Lakers and Nets, um, even more teams, the Mavericks. Uh, so a lot of things to be excited about for the NBA season. Um, today's show, today's episode, just focus really on week two in the NFL, breaking down my top five games of the week, as well as my picks as well for all the games. So we'll dive into that in just a little bit. But I do want to start off talking about although is the idea of the NBA having an outdoor game this season. Now, it may not happen this season, but uh, there's been a lot of uh, things going around overall in terms of trying to um, give the fans something different and unique. And Major League Baseball did that um, earlier this season with the, you know, with the Field of Dreams game, which kind of was kind of celebrating, like, um, you know, certain time, you know, in terms of the, the history of the game and things like that. Um, we've seen it in hockey as well, where they've been able to, um, you know, have a game outdoors in Boston, I think, one of these years. Um, so is the NBA uh, having an outdoor game, is it, you know, is it feasible, is it possible? Well, there's a couple of things that go into play. Obviously, having an outdoor game, you know, just having the right venue, right in the right area, um, is very, very important. Now, if the NBA goes the route of making basketball courts outdoors, like an actual NBA, like, you know, court, you know, it could be done. Um, I think, although it being outdoors, presents <laughs> a lot of challenges. I mean, one... Just having fans be there, uh, having the media there, um, may not be as easy because you know you have obviously the seats and the barriers and stuff like that. Could be like a, like a pickup game kind of style out there. Um, so it could be a little bit interesting uh, to make it happen, you know. But it would give a lot of fans the opportunity to see the game. Obviously, they're all. There are always fans that watch the game from outdoor or outside the arena on the big board. So we'll give those fans a chance probably to watch those games and, and get, you know, a live look at these players. But also just knowing that it's outdoors, there are a lot of things that could happen and be players and, you know, people get onto the court. You know, it just, it just requires really a lot of energy. And the NBA has been trying to, like, Look at certain ideas to kind of make the game a little bit more interesting. Obviously, the playing tournament has worked to some extent. Uh, still, we have to see more of that, although coming going ahead. Um, but an outdoor game in the NBA, I think, is really something that they have to kind of hold off on, uh, at least for a couple of seasons, uh, in my opinion. I mean, it's just going to be something in which, obviously, the two teams that play the outdoor game, obviously, how they are manage the way that they're supposed to be. There'll be a lot of things that they have to go through to make that happen. It would be a, a fresh kind of feel, obviously, to see two teams playing on a 
neutral site. Um, it could be done. It could be done. Um, you know, my whole thing is that they want to do uh, outdoor NBA games. Do it in um, do it in MetLife Stadium. Do it in Las Vegas, maybe, or do it uh, Tampa. Like I didn't need to choose some kind of venue where they can make a court there, if that's possible. Although I don't know that that will be the case. Um, but you know, if they're really looking to make uh, you know a game or so, like obviously Rucker Park is one of those things been brought up. Would be interesting. I would definitely be interested in watching the NBA outdoor game, but I would be more concerned about how coaches and players would be able to adjust to that. And then, like, are they going to be able to, you know, have the same kind of things that they had in the arenas? It's just a lot of things to kind of go to, but it would be good for fan interaction. Obviously, there'd be a lot of court size stuff. Um, you know, maybe it would be something in which fans can participate in like a halftime game or something you know but it would be a, a lot for the players no doubt just to kind of be up close to fans at that level that's something that the NBA really needs to consider before going ahead with this so I hope that the NBA does go about this the right way and make it happen obviously they're still trying to push for the mid-season tournament and all those kind of ideas um you know, you just want to see quality basketball, play the right time, the right venue, uh, the right situations. And so, we're uh, just going to see how Adam Silver really tackles things going forward and makes it happen. So, let me get into week two of the NFL and the games that I'm looking forward to watching. Now, last night's game was a, uh, was a tough one. Uh, you know, Washington pulled out the one-point win. Just looking back at that game and, man, missed opportunities with the Giants. They could put this away early on. You know, a holding call that took away Daniel Jones' touchdown. Then you had the offside penalty at the end of the game with Dexter Lawrence. Um, Darius Slayton dropping a easy touchdown pass, which would have put them up. Maybe 30 to 20 instead of 26 20. Um, the whole thing just came down to just the Giants' defense not being able to get it done. Especially on that drive by Heineke, which they did their job. They made it a tough field goal, field goal attempt. On the first try, obviously, he missed it, but the penalty gave him a second try. And usually, you give us the the second time to do the same kind of kick from a little bit closer he makes it so that was a tough one there were a lot of penalties on both sides uh, Slayton didn't get that pass Saquon looked okay but didn't do the kind of thing that I was hoping to do and Kenny Galladay had a bit of a struggle was frustrated I thought Daniel Jones played particularly well uh, I don't I think you can really blame him for the loss other than just the fact that there were some times that he was conservative in this game early on but he did what he had to do and it just sucks that they lost in the fashion that they did um you know so uh, week two is gonna roll on uh, with a lot of promising games on sunday obviously there's some teams that really need uh to bounce back 
now, you know, two games in, obviously you can't really tell how this is going to be. Um, I would definitely say by the midway point, at least seven games in, you know, eight games in, you kind of get a good idea which teams may be able to make the postseason particularly. So, you know, that is going to be something to really watch out for. So, let me start with my uh, top five games of the week um, that I have. Uh, I'm going to start off with the 49ers taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And both teams won in week one. The Eagles obviously had more of an impressive win margin um, in their game. Although, you could argue that, that the 49ers probably had it too. It's just that the game became kind of close or somewhere close at the end. So, you know, both teams obviously started out promising. Um, I think in this game, although between the Niners and the Eagles, I think this will be the first real test for Jalen Hurts uh, because of the 49ers front four and how they're able to pressure the quarterback. Uh, they are going to test Jalen Hurts and his mobility and they're prepared for Hurts I think more so than people are giving them just because they've gone up in a division against Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray you know so they are familiar with mobile quarterbacks and how they can kind of scheme and do certain things so I could just see the 49ers being able to better defend what kind of RPOs and what Jalen Hurts may be able to do um, to a much better level now, it doesn't mean that they'll be able to, you know, stop him completely, but I do see um, him being able to um, do some things good against the 49ers defense. I mean, it just depends on, you know, how well this Hurts makes decisions in the pocket, and, you know, he breaks the pocket, you know, all the 49ers are going to stay disciplined enough to keep him in check. You know, so... Um, going to be a good one I think no doubt this game um, for the 49ers it's really rough that they don't have Raheem Mozart Raheem Mozart has been ruled out the rest of the year with an ACL just tough blow for this 49ers run game but having said that the 49ers do have one of the best running concepts and schemes in the NFL with Kyle Shanahan and so this is a great spot for rookie Trey Sermon um, to really get a majority of the carries alongside Jeff Wilson, I believe. Um, they still have a running game that is formidable, and as George Kittle has said earlier, you know, they like to be violent, running the football, and playing good defense. And so I would expect more of the same in this game, where I could see their running game be a front and focus, you know, try to wear down the Eagles that pass rush that was able to do well last season. So it just comes down to, you know, which team will be able to really kind of get their plays going early on. Um, in terms of the matchups on the secondary, I mean, you have Rager, you have Devonta Smith. I mean, they have promising matchups against the 49ers cornerbacks. You know, um, those matches will kind of really decide how well the Eagles' passing attack goes in this game. How's the Devonta Smith got off to a good start? So did Rager. So that battle should be very, very interesting. You know, you look at Diablo Samuel and George Kittle. Uh, they also have some promising matchups as well against the Eagles' secondary. So 
this game could feature obviously quite a bit of action in the passing game. To me, this game will be kind of physical in terms of, in terms of the, uh, you know, inside the trenches, right? You know, the offensive line, the Eagles against the 49ers defensive line. That is going to be a really key point in this game is to see how well can the Eagles move the ball against the 49ers defense um, that will be more better and prepared, I think, um, to handle what the Eagles may throw at them. You know, so to me, the team that kind of puts up two or three um, explosive drives in this game will end up winning. Um, I'll take the 49ers in this game. Um, I think that their defense is going to be able to do some things uh, to keep Jalen Hurts um, a little bit off this game. Uh, I just m m think that um, the 49ers and the way they're going to run their offense, I think you're going to see, tra obviously Trey Lance will probably get a couple of snaps in there and Jimmy Garoppolo. I could just see them being able to run the football still well enough to the point where they'll be able to set up some nice passing opportunities in the end zone. And I think more so than anything, I think that the 49ers will be able to convert in the end zone a lot more than the Eagles will. I think that with Hurts' ability to obviously break the pocket and make passes and make runs will be there, but I don't think that he'll get so many openings in this game uh, to the point where you know he'll be able to do that all day. I think at some point they'll figure it out and kind of keep him in check and force more from the Eagles wide receivers in this game and let's see if they're up for their challenge because if they can't get anything going in the running game or they can't pass protect well then it'll be up to wide receivers to make a play so I'll take the Niners in this one I think that they will make it hard on the Eagles front line find a way to win this game in the second half um, by, you know, a couple of points, maybe three to four points. Um, and I think they'll hold on to with the victory. The next game that I want to talk about is the New Orleans Saints taking on the Carolina Panthers. Um, this game is going to be a good one. I mean, you have the Saints coming off an impressive win over the Green Bay Packers. You have Carolina who had okay... A victory against the Jets. You know, they didn't look that impressive in the second half, but they got the win regardless. So you got Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold, obviously both quarterbacks looking to continue to have success. Um, for Jameis Winston, the whole thing is, can he keep it up? You know, Can he continue to do what he did last week, coming to this week against the Panthers defense that definitely can rush the quarterback, is good in the secondary, enough to make plays on the football, you know, so, you know, can Winston find success against this Panther secondary, can the wide receivers uh, continue to emerge, can you see them be able to move the ball and score against the Carolina Panthers defense, that will be a huge thing in this game, you know, obviously you have the great running back battle with Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey, both are so elite and tremendous in their own ways. I think in this game, you'll obviously see if both guys get a lot of touches in the game. Um, and it will really come down to how well these offensive lines are able to create the, you know, the running uh, gaps for these guys to go through. Um, the Saints defense played well uh, last week, and they are going to be the strength of this team, uh, I think, going down you know, the rest of the season. You know, 
the whole thing is can they get pressure on that Panthers offensive line obviously the Jets weren't able to do so as well but the Panthers have an offensive line that you know there's a couple of spots on the offensive line that if they're able to get pressure and they're able to kind of push it they can really make it tough uh, for Sam Darnold on this offense to run now for Darnold obviously you just want him to see him play well as he did, did last week We'll also try to avoid having a turnover, um, you know, be smart with the football, make good decisions. You know, he's got obviously promising talent around him with Robbie Anderson uh, and Brandon, Mar- uh, you know, with, with Marshall, uh, LSU, and DJ Moore. So they have some good talent there uh, on the outside that they could, you know, be able to do something against the same secondary. You know, but you know, you have Lattimore, you have Williams. I mean, the Saints are going to make it really interesting uh, in terms of how well this offense can push the ball down the field. You know, so uh, I could just—I could definitely see the Saints trying to force Darnold to you know beat them with his arm. That's what you might want to see because if they are able to you know shut up the running game or you know hold McCaffrey. Um, down throughout this game, uh, you know, is he going to be able to get the ball out? You know, you saw him obviously hit McCaffrey on some quick passes last week. You know, saw you know you know you saw a combination of things from Joe Brady and and uh, Sam Darnold. So can they keep it up to the point where they can put up more points and be better in the second half? That's what I really want to see. I think Taysom Hill is someone that for the Saints definitely is going to get a lot more action uh, this this week. You know, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, Taysom Hill being used a little bit more probably in some areas of the field. You know, so that will be something that the Saints definitely need to kind of feature, especially if we get down the, in the red zone. I think having Taysom Hill in there would be, would be huge. So, I said the keys for the Panthers is, you know, Don needs to play well. Um, you know, be able to kind of, you know, convert key situations. You know, you want to see this Panthers defense be able to get some turnovers to be good in the back end, make it tough on the Saints and James Winston. And, you know, ball control for the Panthers will be a huge thing in this game. They can kind of run the football, keep the Saints away from scoring as much as they can. Um, And for the Saints, it's pretty simple. I mean, they just... Really need to be able to, um, you know, keep everything in front of them, make the Panthers work for a drive, limit the explosive plays, uh, and Winston needs to be able to just uh, be smart and know when to make the pass and when to kind of drop it down and, you know, use Kamara and, you know, Jaquan Smith and Callaway around him. So it's going to be a great game. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick the Saints to win this game. And this is more because I think of Sean Payton being able to do what he did last week. I think he'll find ways uh, to keep the Saints offense going. I think you'll see more of Kamara this week. Uh, obviously, Winston will get his shots here and there. But I think that Saints will find ways to win this game because I think their offense will be able to put up some more points. I think their defense is, is kind of um, in a good spot, I think, here. I think they're going to make it tough for Sam Darnold. Uh, to the extent that they, the Panthers won't be able to uh, be able to like you know uh, hold on to any kind of lead in this game, I think it will, it will be a game that'll be tight. 
Um, but I think the Saints will put up some more points and, and stretches in the second half. You know, the Panthers obviously looked good in the first half last week in their week one matchup. Second half, not so much. Um, so I think that changes this time. I think that the both teams will be in the mix. Um, but I have the Saints making a couple more plays. I think on their defense, they'll be able to really hold down and make it tough for Sam Darnold and the Panthers. And the Saints will win this game. So moving on, um, the next game that I want to talk about is the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Now, you know, the Colts obviously uh, lost week one at home to the Seattle Seahawks. Kind of got to a slow start. You know, picked it up a little bit late. But by then, Russell Wilson had already kind of gone into a rhythm and a flow. And, you know, the rest was history. So, look at this game between the Rams and the Colts. You know, you have uh, Matthew Stafford going up against Carson Wentz. Um, I do think that in this game, Stafford will be tested a lot more. Just because the Colts definitely need a win. And just knowing the kind of expectations the Colts do have. Despite their injuries they have on defense, I think they're going to still make it tough with that Rams offensive line. And that's the key for this game is can they make it tough, you know, up front so that they can kind of limit Matthew Stafford's ability to be in the pocket and to, like, have time to make, make down, you know, down the field passes. You know, that'll be something to watch out for. For Carson Wentz, the whole thing is can he continue to do what, do what he did last week? Um, but, you know, obviously, he, I think he did have one fumble, but he threw a couple of touchdowns last week. Um, but you want to see him now do that more in the second half and more consistently after it you know, gets a little bit tight, you know. So the Colts can't really fall behind. And one reason, one thing that they have to do to get their victory, I think, against the Rams would be to really try to run the football. You know, the Rams do have a ferocious, you know, ferocious defensive line with Aaron Donald and Brockers and they have up front. You know, they got to find a way to run the football a little more effectively this year, in this game. They got to keep Carson Wentz upright and try to make this game close. You know, that is their only chance they have in this game is to be able to see Carson Wentz be able to do what he has to do and get early going in the game. Um, pass protection against Aaron Donald is key, which means Quinlan Nelson, if he's lining up against Aaron Donald, you want to see him be able to kind of hold his own there, you know. So that will be something to watch out for. But this, more so than anything, the Colts secondary. Uh, this is going to be a big test for their secondary. And we saw the Rams have explosive plays last week against the Chicago Bears. Colts have to find a way to limit that and try to keep themselves in the game, keep it in front, keep it close, close enough where they have a chance to win it in the fourth quarter. You know, so, you know, key for the Rams and it's just their, their wide receivers need to continue to exploit Colts secondary, Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson and Woods. Um, you know, you want to be able to see the, the Rams defense be good in the back end. You know, force Carson Wentz into making throws down the field. Make Give him different looks. Try to confuse him. And then more importantly, you want to see the Rams continue to kind of feature their running game a little bit more. Try to give Sonny Michelle more carries in this game. For the Colts, like I said, pass protection. Carson Wentz playing well. And you want to see the Colts wide receivers kind of produce, especially Michael Pittman. If he's out there and playing, 
get him the ball or try to feature this passing offense a little bit more, be a little bit aggressive. You know, Frank Reich needs to be able to do that with Carson Wentz. We've got to see what he's what he can do in this offense uh, a little bit more. So I think that the Colts need to feature their passing game a lot more. Kind of get it going a little bit. You know, get, get into a rhythm. So this game may be a bit close. Um, I'm going to take the Rams on the road. Um, to me, I think that Rams defense, I think, is going to find a way to get after Carson Wentz a lot more in the second half. I think that they won't allow those big plays uh, as much. I think Jalen Ramsey and what they have back there in their back end, I think you're going to see a lot more contested uh, you know, balls in, uh, in the passing game. I just don't think Carson Wentz is going to be able to do enough uh, to be able to kind of match Matthew Stafford in this game. I think Stafford will have a much better success of getting some passes in the end zone, scoring a little bit more. Uh, I think because you know, the Colts obviously have some injuries on defense. They're not fully healthy yet. I think they'll play a good game. They still will be hard to beat. Uh, but I'll take the Rams on the road, um, you know, winning by it be a touchdown. Next game that I want to talk about is the Tennessee Titans and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, this game is a very interesting one. You know, it may be close in the fourth quarter if Tennessee's defense is able to be good in the secondary, you know, and obviously in scoring situations. The Seahawks had a lot of success last week with this new offense that they have with Russell Wilson. Uh, the Seahawks definitely will push the ball down the field. And the key is can Tennessee's cornerbacks be able to kind of better defend? against that with Metcalf and Lockett um, can they defend the back end better can they limit those big plays that they allowed to the Arizona Cardinals last week and that will go a long way in deciding this game to me Tennessee needs to start uh, a little bit faster they need to avoid those penalties they need to run their offense through Derrick Henry they gotta get that running game going with Derrick Henry you know, they didn't do that good enough last week that starts with much better pass protection, much better run blocking. So you want to see that happen. And also you want to see Tannehill develop some early chemistry with Julio Jones. Get him the ball. Try to find ways to feature Julio Jones early on in this game. You know, whether it's in the middle of the field or short passes. they got to find a way to get this offense going early on in the passing game as well. You want to see A.J. Brown, Julio Jones be able to get some early looks from Tannehill and Tannehill's got to be smart be effective um, you know that is a key for, for the Tennessee Titans you know and then you look at the front four of the Tennessee Titans there on their defense they got to find a way to get after the, the Seattle Seahawks offensive line the offensive line for the Seattle Seahawks is still a concern on this team um, they got to find a way to get pressure keep Russell Wilson in the pocket or at least try to limit his big his big plays on the run because we know that he can do that do that a lot so how well do, do both teams kind of stay disciplined their approach will be big obviously Mike Vrabel needs to coach better and be able to hold his players better and you know you just want to see them come out and be a little more competitive in this game you know so I think the keys for the Seattle Seahawks like I mean one thing for sure they got to build upon their 
success running the football in week one. They did that pretty well with Chris Carson. Uh, I think number two, Wilson needs to do his thing. And number three, you want to see the Seattle secondary uh, be able to, you know, defend in the back end pretty well. Jamal Adams trying to make some plays. You know, keep Tennessee in front. Let them kind of work the field and, uh, you know, earn some plays down the field. I think that will be huge. Um, for Tennessee, Derrick Henry needs to have a big game. Um, you know, he needs to have a big game. The number two, Tennessee's defense needs to keep Russell Wilson, um, you know, you know, in check. I mean, he's going to break the pocket. So they got to stay disciplined enough to, like, keep Wilson off his game, kind of force him to either run. And if he's going to run, be there to tackle him. He's gonna pass on the run. Then you gotta stay disciplined and make the plays on the football. And I think that Tennessee needs to convert on third down situations, especially if they're in the plus side of the field. They need to be aggressive and try to get some scores early on the Seahawks defense. If they can do that, have a better chance of winning. It's really hard to pick the Seahawks. Um, it's really hard to pick, pick you know against the Seattle Seahawks because it is a home game for the Seattle Seahawks. Their home crowd and everything. I think it's going to be a tough environment for Tennessee. They will make this a game. You know, they will make this a game. But I think that the Seattle Seahawks pulled it out in the fourth quarter with Russell Wilson being able to put together, a, you know, a drive late. I think Tennessee is going to be right there in the game. But I'll say that Seattle Seahawks get the last crack at it and they go ahead and win this game. And the final game that I want to talk about um, is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, this is a game in which obviously we have two of the most dynamic young quarterbacks in the league in Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Both can do so much on their own. Uh, obviously, Mahomes has won all the matchups, I think, head-to-head they've had so far. The Chiefs do have the better supporting cast as of right now, with obviously with Kelsey and Hill and Hardman Clyde edwards Um Obviously, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens are dealing with a lot of injuries. This is really tough for the Ravens, man. They obviously injured the cornerback situation, their running back. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries, and they're coming off a pretty tough game against the Raiders, which they had a chance to win. But they had a couple of turnovers. They couldn't get it done. You know, so this game is going to be really a lot on Lamar Jackson. I mean, I don't think he has Rashad Bateman back yet. You do see the Ravens have some success with the football, uh, just passing the football last week. Um, you know, the Chiefs started out slow, but they kind of turned it on as the game went along. So this matchup really feels like, I mean, the Ravens definitely need some kind of miracle to win this game. Um, Lamar Jackson is going to have to do it a lot in this game, run the football, make passes. Um, I think the only chance that Ravens have of really upsetting the Chiefs in this game is their Ravens front four. You know, their defensive line is the only way this game can get really interesting. Obviously, the Chiefs, you know, revamped their offensive line. You know, so they are going to be tested. The Browns did have some success against that, that offensive line last week, but second half, not so much. Um, so, you know, this game really comes down to can the Ravens keep up offensively can they match points I see a hard time doing that and 
for the Ravens to win this game, they have to control time of possession. They need to be able to score, get the wide receivers going like they did last week. Uh, Lamar Jackson needs to avoid big hits as well. Uh, he needs to stay upright. He needs to be smart. You know, I think that is going to be key. You want to see him kind of get the ball to Watkins and Mark Andrews a lot more. Um, that is their best chance that they have. For the Chiefs, is you know, Mahomes, you know, let him do his thing. You know, try to keep the running game going. And the defense needs to be able to kind of do a better job. Obviously, they gave up some touchdown drives last week to the Browns. Um, this game really just comes down to how much can both quarterbacks do. Um, I don't see Lamar Jackson being able to do a whole lot in terms of, you know, he can't do it himself. Uh, I'll put it that way. You know, with the running back situation that they do have and with the wide receivers, I mean, it's going to be hard to see Lamar Jackson putting up a lot of points in this game. So, I do think it'll be close because if anything, the Ravens will try to run the football and kind of keep Mahomes off the field. Um, obviously, it's been one-sided the entire time these two teams have played. Um, until otherwise proved, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. I think they just have too many offensive weapons that they're going to be able to exploit the Ravens' cornerback situation. I just see too many opportunities being there for the Chiefs. Uh, where I think they'll put up some more points. They may start slow again because they seem, seem to do that a lot. But I think the Chiefs will find a way to put up points, kind of take over this game at some point. I don't think they'll blow out the Ravens, but I think it will be something where I don't know if Lamar Jackson has it in him to kind of keep pace with Mahomes in this game. Um, you know, so I think that it will be more the same for the for the Chiefs last week when they kind of got going that second half. I think they'll put up some consecutive drives of scoring and they will find a way to win this game at Baltimore uh, with Mahomes doing his thing. You know, I think that will be uh, the outcome. I think the Ravens will put up a good fight, but I don't think it'll be good enough to keep Mahomes off the scoreboard as much as they would like um, on Sunday Football. So, in terms of my week two picks, um, obviously I picked up most of the games that I did. Um, but like I said, like I said, I started off with a loss last last night. Um, you know, Washington obviously winning. So I have I have the Raiders upsetting the Steelers. Kind of a tough one, I know. It's probably people are like, oh man, like Steelers are gonna win because they have better offense. But I'm picking the Raiders on the road. Uh, at some point they're gonna win a road game of significance. Um, I had 49ers at the Eagles. I'm taking the Browns over the Texans. I'm taking the Broncos over the Jaguars. Panthers. I'm not picking picking the Saints um, over them. I had the Rams being the Colts. I have the Bills being the Dolphins. And everybody's been kind of picking against the Jets this week because, uh, because the Pats had the better roster, better quarterback. Apparently, they're trying to say he's a better quarterback already, better coach. Uh, obviously, Bill Belichick's record against the quarterbacks is great. But I'm picking the Jets. Okay, it's the home opener for the Jets. They've lost a lot to the Patriots in quite some years. It's time to break that cycle. They get it done somehow. I'm just going with... I'm going against all the analysts who have picked the Patriots this week. I mean, it's every single thing I look at is like, Patriots win, Patriots win. I'm just like, no. I'm going to go against the conventional thinking here. Jets win in the home opener. Somehow, some way, I uh, got the Bears beating the Bengals. 
Uh, got the Cardinals beating the Vikings. Um, got Seattle winning over Tennessee, as I said. I got the Chargers upsetting the Cowboys at home. Um, I mean, that might be an upset because the Cowboys obviously have an injury with Demarcus Lawrence, who's out for six to eight weeks. Um, I like the Chargers to win at home with Herbert playing much better this week. Got the Chiefs beating the Ravens, and I got the Green Bay Packers beating the Lions on Monday Night Football. So there are my week two picks and games and analysis. Can't wait to see how it all goes down and hopefully have a better record coming out week two. So we'll recap all the NFL action week two games on Monday and Tuesday. Um, so tune in for that and have a good weekend, guys. Enjoy. Uh, see you soon on Monday.